Can we clap our hands into the Lord? Can you magnify the Lord for just a moment? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we magnify your name. Let your name be exalted in your house this evening. Lord, let your name be magnified in the mouths of your people, God. Let our worship rise unto you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. The Lord is in the house. Amen. Amen. Church, the Lord, the Lord has given us a good shepherd. He is a good shepherd. And it is scriptural to say good shepherd. But if we could give other words, we would say an excellent shepherd. We could say the best shepherd. God has truly given us a man after his heart. And I'm thankful for this shepherd that is over us. And I want to read to you from Psalm 23. We're going to start at verse 1 and we're going to read through verse 4. I'm going to speak to you from my heart. The scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And I want to talk to you. I don't really know what to title uh, this moment that I'm before you, but I'm just going to say a greater relationship. So if you could be seated. Our key verse is verse 4, and, and the key phrase there is, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, the Lord is the good shepherd. He is the chief shepherd. He is the greatest of all shepherds. But because he is no longer with us in the flesh, he has entrusted and empowered men that are submitted to him to be called shepherds to watch over his flocks. And so we have a good shepherd that reigns over this house, that God has entrusted with this house. Now, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When we think about a shepherd, we we can picture a shepherd walking amongst his flock, leading his flock with a, a staff or a rod in his hand, a, a stick, if you will. Now, that stick has many different purposes. In the Hebrew, the word rod breaks down to a stick for punishing, riding, fighting, ruling, and walking. And so the rod... The staff, it has many different functions. There are many different roles, many different responsibilities that the shepherd has. But the rod is also a symbol of authority. And so Bishop made it very clear before uh, service or after worship when he was speaking to us all that it is his role and his role alone to bring correction and the prophet and the prophetess God will use in that role also. 
And so I am not here to, to bring any correction, to speak uh, correction to anyone. But what I feel in my heart is that it is most vital for us to embrace correction when it comes. That the rod is not just for protection from the enemy. The rod is not just for a support for the man of God to lean upon. The rod is not just a symbol of authority. But that rod is for correction. And there are times that that rod has to be turned away from the enemy and on to the sheep. Because the sheep will get out of line at times and correction must come. And we must, as sheep, be willing to receive that correction. If we do not receive that correction, then we cannot be a part of the flock. Thank the Lord for correction. Correction does not always feel pleasant to the one receiving the correction. I'm sure a rod or a staff coming against the legs or the side of a sheep does not feel good to that sheep. But I'm sure that the shepherd knows just how much force needs to be applied to each individual sheep. That a good shepherd does not go about smacking the sheep willy-nilly however he feels like it. But the shepherd touches the sheep only when it is necessary because that sheep is getting out of line. The rod is not meant to just be taken out and smacked around every day wherever it is felt like. If a shepherd is doing that, he is not a shepherd. He is a hireling. But a good shepherd will only touch a sheep when it is necessary. And it's also important to remember that as a symbol of authority, you will never see a sheep walking around with the staff. That staff, that rod, belongs in the hands of the shepherd and the shepherd only. A sheep is not designed to carry a staff or a rod. It is not possible. I've never seen a sheep act like a dog and walk around with a stick in its mouth. They are not meant to carry the authority that is only allowed for the shepherd. The shepherd alone has the wisdom to place correction where it is necessary. The shepherd alone knows how to deal with individual sheep. There may be a hierarchy amongst the flock, and they may be able to deal with a few small things. Say, hey, because I love you, I want to tell you something. But they don't bring correction like the shepherd brings. It alone belongs to the shepherd. And so when we look at a staff, when we look at a rod, we want to jump and shout and get behind the fact that we have a man of God that will fight off the enemy on our behalf. He will speak to the enemy and say, no more, just as he did tonight for Prophetess Massey. He will call out the enemy, take out his staff and say, no more. I've had enough of this. You can go no further. I'm dealing with you with my staff in my hand. 
But on the flip side of that, if the shepherd has to take that rod and he has to come to one of us and say, I have to use this on you, we cannot look at it with distaste and say, I do not want you to touch me with that. We have to be willing to receive it because it is for correction and it is also for our protection, even though we think protection only comes when it's against the enemy. There are times where we think we are perfectly fine and we will not notice anything until the shepherd brings it to our attention. And that is both correction and it is protection. And it is true love of a true shepherd. If you could go with me to Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to go to verses 11 and 12. It says, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. When correction comes, it is not to harm us. It is not to kill us. Correction comes to heal us. Correction comes to set us back in the direction we were supposed to be walking all along. Correction comes to cure the sickness that is in us. And the scripture says, do not despise it. Do not hate it. Do not find it distasteful in your mouth. But let the words that come forth from the Lord, from the shepherd. Let it be sweet in our mouth, Lord. Let it be soothing to our ears, God, knowing that he is bringing medicine to heal the wounds that are on our bodies. When I think about this scripture and with my two children, I know there are times, especially as, as they're getting older, Joseph you know, he's eight years old now, so he's starting to kind of feel himself a little bit. Sometimes he thinks he's a little man, and I have to remind him who the man is. <laughs> there are times where I know he does not like what I am instructing him to do. And I know that because he has a problem with making it very visibly known. He has a way with his body language that tells me he does not like what I'm telling him. He has a way with his eyes that tell me he really didn't like what I just said. And so he will learn how to have a poker face as he gets older. But for right now, he telegraphs everything. But the thing about it is, when that happens, when I give instruction and there's deliberate disobedience or there's some rebellion that's present and he's showing me that he does not want to do what I asked him to do and he's not going to do it the way I told him to. I have to bring correction after that. When I bring that correction, there has to be a response from him. There can be a correct response or there can be a wrong response. And what happens when the 
the wrong response comes forth is there is more correction that comes. But if he makes the right response, there's something that happens there. But the wrong response, I have an op- a, a, a obligation. Uh, porky pig there. I have an obligation if I love my child to correct what is wrong and it is visible in my sight. If I let it go, I truly don't love him the way I say I love him. I have to correct it because if I don't, it will continue to breed and multiply within him and produce something down the road that I won't be able to fix. But what I love about the relationship between myself as a father and him as my son is that there are times when he makes the appropriate response to correction. Correcting him is not fun. Disciplining your children is not enjoyable. But what's enjoyable is that when it gets through to him that I'm not doing this to harm him, but I'm doing it for his benefit. And he can feel the love that I'm giving him through that correction. And he is repentant and he says, Daddy, I'm sorry. There is a coming together. There is a building and an increasing of relationship that occurs. He realizes dad is not here to harm me, but dad is here because he loves me. And there's another side of me that he gets to know that he wouldn't know if I let him do whatever he wants. So we as sheep, we cannot despise the chastening of the Lord. Correction must come. And I pray, God, if I need correction, let it come. And let me receive it with an open heart, with a right spirit, humbly, because I cannot make it out of this world by myself. I must have a shepherd. I must have the Lord's voice in my life. And I need guidance every step of the way. God bless you all.